G'day, hunters, and welcome to Winning Coast Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 6. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall. Well, Daniel, Stradbroke Day at last, a bit of uh, Group 1 action in your native state, and uh, the Stradiacs probably picked both the Group 1s. Uh, packed fields. Bucks, um, yeah, two really tough races and tougher players of the quaddy. I think, um, I think you can sort of rule a line through maybe three or four confidently in both, and that's about it. There's um, that many chances. Of course, the the Barry draws really thrown up a bit of spatter in the works for the Stradbrokes, especially um, Dawn Passage looked really well placed at fifty kilos, but has to contend with twenty two and. Sorry, for 23, and last year's went out trekking with 22, although we'll have to, as you sort of mentioned in the best bets, have to overcome um, the big weight of 58 kilos. So, um, yeah, two very intriguing races. Um, the whole card's intriguing. I'm um, really looking forward to playing on Saturday. Yeah, well, the other fun fact, Joel, apart from the weight bets in winning post this week where uh, nothing has won this with more than 56 since the great rough habit and before him the great campaign king was the only other one to do it in the metric era trekking has 58 is giving away eight and a half to the bottom weight the um but was still actually marked at five dollars when the field was released but then when the barriers came out uh trekking was out to seven dollars and North passage was on the drift as well and yet the other fun fact about the stradbroke is that four of the past seven winners have jumped from 13 or wider Indeed, and the way Eagle Farm played a couple of weeks ago, certainly no disadvantage to get away from the inside and to come out wide. So, yeah, I guess drawing wide barriers might not be too big a disadvantage on Saturday. Uh, but it's interesting, Dawn Passage, $4.50. I would have thought he would have blown out a bit more with that with that gate. I think he is short enough at four fifty. I would probably want a bit more than that. All righty. Well, we'll get to the Stradbroke very shortly because uh, we'll take you through the black type at Eagle Farm. And there are four black type races. They are the four legs of the quaddy, conveniently enough. Daniel, we're starting off in race six. It is the seven racing rough habit plate over 2,200 metres at set weights for three-year-olds at group three level. Yeah, I've been high on Ballistic Boy throughout the preparation and he reaches his grand final now, the rough habit, like his... Um Second, missed the narrowest margins in the guns in last start. The super giant, those two sort of cleared out on the rest. That phone line looked even better with Vanagirl, who beat the two horses I just mentioned um, in the Daybreak Lover, came out and won the Pam O'Neill last week quite well. Looks to be a horse with considerable upside. So, form around the reeds, well, they're clearly the two from one. Ballistic Boy, um, look wide draw, but as Joel sort of referenced, it won't be too big a disadvantage. Eagle Farm, and especially over the 2200 metres, should be able to slot in cover and get out to this bigger track, which he, which he certainly likes. It'll be hard to, hard to hold out. So the one on top, we've got the three and next super giant. He's only had six starts. He's, he's continuing to improve. Obviously he's got um, improvements to come, lightly raced. The 11 Maricopa, which is, um, comes from a pretty moderate sunshine coast class one last Saturday, 1800 meters. The way he won that sacred four was gelding. The way he won that was pretty pleasing to the eye. Did it with ease. I think with something left in the locker, um, this is obviously no doubt a tougher task, but I think he can run a race for um, Master Trainer says Chris Waller. And in for fourth, I have Navy Cross, who'll be up on the speed and 
and giving a sight there. One numbers in the day in the rough habit, one, three, eleven, and four. Yeah, I've gone with one as well. Ballistic boy just uh, looks to be suited getting up in distance. He was coming late. One more hop and he would have won the gun sin. So I've lent his way from four Navy Cross. He's sort of belying his breeding somewhat, this bloke, but he's doing a good job up in distance. Didn't win by a massive margin last start, but he had the 60 kilos and he did enough. He'll press forward and give you a good sight. Three super giant. He looks the other on-speed runner and he's doing a terrific job this campaign. Hard to fault his form. And I thought number 12, Man of Sin, that's the other one of Chris Waller's. I've uh, lent his way to include him in my first four. Bolted in at Bow Desert two starts ago, didn't beat a lot. And then last night, the Gold Coast struck that heavy eight track and was just fair. I think the better ground might help him. I'm with one from four, three and 12. First of the group ones at Eagle Farm on Saturday and second leg of the quaddy is race seven, the Forex Dry, JJ Atkins, 1,400 metres. Set weights for two-year-olds. There are 18 to face the starter here over the 1,400, much like in the Stradbroke. And, uh, boy, there's some cracking ones here, as you've written in this week's Winning Post, Daniel, and you've also... Spoken to John Simons, who uh, has one that you've included in your numbers at a bit of value. That's right, Thunder Mania, who I haven't got on top. I've got the three, Wisdom of Water, on top, the Headwater Colt from the Toby and Trent Edmonds stable. This horse, uh, Rothfire, is probably deserved favour on what he's done so far. He's won five or six and beat up on a pretty good uh, pair of two-year-olds in the Champagne Classic in Isotope and Wild Ruler, of course, will run around here as well. Um, but with Wisdom of Water, they, they clashed early on in their career and Wisdom of Water started $1.70 favourite, uh, was on his debut and he just did plenty wrong there. He was beaten nine lengths, it was a bit of a forgive effort, um, but a teething issue straight away for a spell and then came back and ran second, oh, ran fourth sorry, in the in the Magic Millions second up, two lengths, two and a half lengths behind a way game, obviously a very good race and it's since been stood up. Then went away for a spell after that and this time in it's just been a bit of a new horse. He won a, la- a trial by 14, 15 lengths. And then his two starts um, have been just terrific. He's been winning with these. Rothfire will attempt to cross from 14. I think Wisdom Awarder will do a good job of holding it out, at least making it hard for that horse to cross. Um, it should get the softer run. So I'm going to be with the three Wisdom Awarder, six month Thunder Mania, and next, just as you touched on, can't be overlooked at a price. He's done nothing wrong with this preparation, and he's since... Trolled up well on Tuesday, given a real soft troll there. Larry Cassidy jumped off and was um was beaming apparently. So he's going well and worth a worth a shot of the stumps at a, at a big price. Rothfire in and in for fourth. I have the fourteen, which is Macrura, unbeaten. Ma Eustace Philly from Sydney, um, and has done done nothing wrong. Three six one fourteen. Yeah, this race and the Stradbroke, you could have 10 picks and miss the winner. Very tough races. I've been going against the locals in these two-year-old lead-up races, and I've sort of been getting it wrong, but maybe the Sydney horses can come to the fore in this race. I'm with number 11, Overlord. I know he's come up with the horror gate. I just think that Sydney form against Peltzer is really going to shine here. I think Peltzer's very smart. I think Overlord's pretty smart too. Excellent run two starts back where he just savages the line. Good late splits. Got onto the heavy eight last start. And whilst he was held by the winner, Peltzer, he just sort of wanted to hang in a little bit after missing the start over racing. And yeah, just just a few little factors. Um, we know Chris Waller knows how to win this race. It's a different race this year, but I'm with 11 Overlord. I'll be backing number 16, Minji, as well. 
so gates nineteen and twenty, my tip. So I'm hoping they, I'm <laughs> hoping they're swooping out wide. Uh, I've been with this filly from since day dot two, and she was good over the sprint trips to win over twelve hundred twice. And as she stepped up a little bit in class, she just found those shorter distances a bit too sharp. I think she's crying out for fourteen hundred meters. She's going to be really strong at the end of this. They're the two I'll be backing. Maybe at a bigger price. Well, they're probably all big enough odds. You could probably back three horses. So I'll probably have something on eight. Safiano as well, the other Chris Waller runner. He was really good at start two. Wasn't suited fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred at the Gold Coast. Blinkers on from a good gate. He's an outstanding looking colt. This bloke, if you get a chance to see him, and I think he might be at big odds as well. And then four, not an option. Well, he brings the other Sydney form. We haven't seen him since the autumn. Tackled the Group One Champagne. Had a bit of uh, bit of traffic problems there. Probably would have run fourth if he hadn't have been unim- hadn't, hadn't have been impeded in the straight. And fourth in the Group One Champagne measures up pretty well here. So many chances. I've gone wide. 11, 16, 8 and four. The big one is race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday. TAB Stradbroke handicap fourteen hundred meters. Group one, minimum weight is 49.5 to be carried by Exhilarates, who is one of four runners, all very well credentialed, for James Cummings. And the prize money this year has had a real haircut down from, what, 1.5 million to 350,000. That doesn't worry Sheikh Mohammed, just likes the group ones. And uh, that is why the Cummings team looks so very, very strong here. Uh, Daniel, and you've gone uh, for probably one of, one of their lesser um, in terms of the market anyway. In rainy air, the the four look he's drawn nineteen before scratching, so um, we'll come in. Um, but yeah, I just I think he's turned a bit turned a bit of a page. His preparation He's always been one I've held in high regard. Um, he's had two wins and from both runs this time in, and the wide draw won't worry him too much. He'll go back and does possess a pretty good finish on his day. Um, yeah, he's obviously a group winner, of course, and you know, I think this might just might be new horses time in, and hopefully, this is as good as I think he is. He'll be charging late and, and certainly be in the finish. It is a, a wide open race, but at the price, I have to have a nibble of, of rainy air. The four uh, in for second, I got Dawn Passage, fifty kilos. Look, it's very hard to beat with with any luck. As a horse that generally goes settles closer in the run, not sure um, whether. James Innes will attempt to cross from that wide draw, whether I'll have to sell a bit further back than usual with cover. Um, but it has to be in at 50 kilos on the back of that dominant win last week in the Fred Best. Exhilarates, winner at the tr- winner at the barrier draw, really drawn inside. Maps to get all the favours. I think he'll settle closer than he normally does. And Victorum, of course, it looks prime for this. He was dominant winner second up, complete forgive first up. This looks, an, this looks a really good race for him, but they, you can name probably four or five others. But right here at the price, worth a bet each way. Four, 16, 18, and five. Yeah, again, I'm going out wide here. I've gone for number seven, Crack Me Up, who I'm surprised he's only a six-year-old. He seems to have been around forever, this bloke, but he, <laughs> he's, uh, he hasn't won for over 800 days, but he had a year off in that time. So it's a little bit misleading that run of outs he of course won a Villiers quite early in his career he was a group three Liverpool City Cup winner and since then he's just been asked to carry mammoth weights and everything he's contested he hasn't quite been a group one horse he did run fourth in the Stradbroke two years ago behind Santa Ana Lane and, and was a close fourth and it was a good run on heavy ground which he doesn't really like he is better on firmer tracks I thought his first run back from a stable for Bjorn Baker was excellent had the second fastest last 200 of the day that was with 58 kilos running home behind Snitz. 
he can handle this distance. He's been kept fresh and just 52 and a half. He won't know himself. Just uh, happy to have a throw at the stumps with Crapney up at 34 to 1. To beat two, Kemantari, who I touched on before the victory stakes a couple of weeks ago, just was looking for further than 1,200. I know missing the start didn't help, but again, he was running on when it was all over. His best distance is 1,400. That's where we've seen him in his absolute peak, in, in my opinion. And he's had the four runs back. They've all been at 1,200. So I just think out to 1,400, he gets his chance. 16 in for third, Dawn Passage. Hard to fault his form. I think 450 is short enough, but just have to include him in the numbers. And I've put Ranier in as well. Obviously, brings the, a similar sort of form line to trekking last year. He came through the Luskin star. He was a really good spring three-year-old. He sort of lost his way a little bit, but he's really come back in good order this time in. So, yeah, have to include him with the weight drop. I'm with seven crack me up from two, 16 and four. And the last at Eagle Farm on Saturday, fourth leg of the quaddy, of course, race nine, new turf, Mick Dittman, plate, thousand metre listed event for three-year-olds at Setweight Daniel. Had a bit against her in the silk stocking last so against the older horses, the older girls, and had to work from the wide draw um, to sort of sit up on the speed. And she's only grabbed late as a pretty brave run against the older horses. She's far better suited back to a thousand metres. She's a speed machine, um, drawn well, the jockey, Training combination, Reddit form at the minute, and I think will be hard to catch near Dorp. So he, she's on top. I think the seven, though, the Godolphin visitor, Aquitaine, is certainly a, um, a threat. It was only beaten by the Handy for Chews in Sydney, um, and they're certainly probably the biggest threat to near Dorp, as the market does suggest. Bit of a gap then to Sugar Boom, another who will you know, likely go forward or attempt to go forward, and there'll be pressure up there. Um, she hasn't been a horse that has been able to absorb that in the past. Um, so she's she not known to go forward. It was all pressure, and it was just pretty tough last uh, last start, which is what she did. And see Tonic resuming, I think, the best roughy. Um, I think it's probably a race in three, though. It can go sort of go, um, not go as wide, obviously, this leg compared to the Stradbroke and the Atkins. So near Dorp on top, five, seven, eight, and 10 in race nine. Yeah, I'd agree with Daniel on that. This is a, a pretty skinny leg for the quaddy because I think you need to go wide in those two middle legs. I'm with seven, Aquitaine. Good return in the Denise's Joy. Worked from a wide gate, got across, and held the rest at bay pretty comfortably. Just wasn't able to keep out for Toos, but that was a good return. She'll be fit up. Very hard to beat. She runs 1,200 out pretty well, so she'll be really strong at the end of the 1,000. Needork led for a long way in the silk stocking. Back to 1,000 looks ideal. I've put in 11 Sook Winder, and that's my roughie that I might include in my quaddies. She gets the blinkers on. I thought her two runs back have been okay. I know she's up a bit in class, but she's always had a bit of talent. Maybe that gear change can just spark a, a little bit more of improvement out of her. And eight, Sugar Boom, I agree, looks the other main contender. Seven from five, 11 and eight. We have heard about Daniel's specials for the day. That's race six, number one, Ballistic Boy, his best. Race eight, number four, Ranier. Is value bet? Do you have any further information no, on Eagle Farm, Joel? For me, Barks, so dapper in the first race, I might get sucked into again. I was really keen on him last start, and he just sort of over-raced, and he ran well, just found one better. I see they've put him up in distance this week, and trialling during the week might just take the freshness off him. So whilst he won't be 13s into 5s or whatever he was two weeks ago, we missed the plunge there, he uh, will be a bit shorter. I might have something on him in the opener. The other black type race on the Eastern Seaboard on Saturday is in Sydney at Randwick. 
It is race seven, the Bob Charlie AO Stakes, 1,100 metres, previously known as the June Stakes, a listed event, a handicap. And there'll be some furious agreement here because, Joel, you spoke to Liz Bridge during the week for your story in Winning Post and the very talented classic legend returns here for possibly a cameo one-race campaign. Yeah, look, he's come up with gate 13 of 13, um, which is interesting. I still think they'll run. That That's a, a bit of a query that they had that they were going to look at the look at the draw. But I think I think they'll run because there's probably not many other races. They want, to, they want to give him one run just so he's been up and had a prep and then they can tip him out and get him ready for the Everest. He's a pretty talented horse, we know. He's only had the eight starts. He took on the big guns in the spring and he was, well, obviously, you know, lacking in experience at that level but he measured up really well he was the unlucky runner of the Everest who knows what would have happened if he had have got clear I think he would have tested yes 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 and, and certainly run second he's the one to beat for mine two jungle edge the track's been heavy all week at Randwick and we know it takes forever to dry out but dry weather next couple of days I believe I think that'll get to soft so that probably just Dampens my confidence with Jungle Edge somewhat, but anything soft seven or worse, you've just got to include him because you just know what you're going to get. Eight Coruscates, very consistent. Nice win last time out. He's in form. And 13 Adalongs, a really talented mare on the back up. She deserves a crack at something better. Drops to 53 kilos. She won't be too far from them. But uh, yeah, classic legend on top for me. One, two, eight, thirteen. Yeah, class of the field, classic legends. Um, resuming, of course, as Joel mentioned, took on the big guns, Last spring, and, and more than measured up that Everest run, <clears throat> uh, certain to give uh, um, there. And look, I just even the sixty kilos, I just think is completely really well placed in this. A wide draw, um, some query, but I just he's just better than these, and um, I think he'll be very hard to beat uh, if he if he um, stays in and and connection aside to run him on Saturday. So he's the top pick and my best of the day in Sydney. On oh, a tough day, I thought. So one on top, 13 out along. Um, was keen on last. Made her my best last week. And she got the job done back to $1.75. Handles all going. And as Joel said, deserves a crack at one of these these stakes races at this stage of her career. The six in next snits, just um, flying at the minute. Uh, tougher race. And Barry 11, work cut out for Timmy Clark, but um, has to be included on form. And the 12 in next Southern Lad for fourth. One, 13, six and 12. All right, well, Classic Legend was Daniel's best on the Randwick program. And uh, your value bit, Daniel, is also the same as Joel's best, which is race nine, number nine, It's Lily. So I suppose, Joel, you can make the very strong case and then uh, Daniel can make the value case. Yeah, well, I'm keen on It's Lily. I I thought she was a black booker off that first up run. Uh, Really attacked the line well at 1,300 metres. I was super keen on her going back to midweek race on the Kenzo track a couple of Wednesdays ago, and she was just held up. She got well back, but she was always going to, and she was just held up for a shade too long. The first pair kicked away. Loved her last 150 metres, though. She ate into the lead. Finished off well in for third. 1,600 third up on wet ground. Just ideal. And there's a bit of a tail to this race. I don't think there's many winning hopes. You've got Opacity, who's on the up, clearly. and has to be a chance. Regal stage presses forward come along Greek hero. I guess they're the main hopes, but there's a bit of a tale to it. And I'm pretty keen on it's Lily. Yeah. 
Yeah, not really. Daniel, yeah, anything to add? Sort of reference that first that run on the Kenzo track was um, sort of what caught my eye. I wanted to be with a next start, and yeah, um, obviously not much went right there in terms of getting clear at the right time. And I just thought I'd stick with her here. And yeah, I, I agree with Joel on the fact that there is a bit of a tail to the fields. I thought it's Lily at six dollars, six dollars fifty was um, worth an each way bet for um, in the last for sure. Almost made it my best, but I thought Classic Legend would have been hard to top. So race nine nine, it's Lily my value. And Joel, your value comes up in the previous race, eight number eleven. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Um, you know, <laughs> listeners are going to have to be just bear with me here. Two wins from twenty five starts for Dealmaker, but I just think he's found his race this time in. He is going really well. Kicked off the prep with a fourth in the Newcastle Newmarket, close up six in the Doncaster Prelude, third to Rainier and Faistos. Um, that third up gets a good weight turnaround on Faistos from that clash. He went to the mile with 59.5, which he was crying out for the mile fourth up, and he beat all bar Grand Piano, and he was only narrowly touched off there. Came back to 1,400 last start. That was against him. He gets back to the mile, handles wet ground, 54.5. Just... He's a really good each-way player. I think he'll run a place, so I don't think you're going to do too much damage because I think he'll... He'll run a place and he's, yeah, a good each-way odds to, uh, to have a bit of a cracker. Flemington is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. It was heavy there last time we raced there. Just a solo, which is, happens about once a year and uh, should only be stopped. This time, Joel, you and I in furious agreement about the best of the day, and that is race six, number eight, Massaf, up to the 25, 20 metres. I'll let you make the case. Yeah, well, he was a real black book run first start in Australia at Randwick. He was a bit of an unknown because he hadn't trialled publicly, but he ran well there at the mile behind Grand Piano and Dealmaker, a race we just spoke about. Chris Wallace sent him down south, only up 200 metres, went to the 1800 at Flemington, got a long way back, but gee, warmed up nicely the last 100 metres, only... Beaten a length on the line, finishing third. He gets to 2,500 metres quickly. Um, so that's the one little asterisk. So, you know, if he had had maybe one more run under the belt, it would have been super confident. But I just think he brings the upside here. There's a few usual suspects in this race, and I think he's the one that uh, we still don't know what his level is, uh, certainly here in Australia. So, you know, I'm pretty keen on, on Massaf in race six. And I made another import my value bet. Another horse we've seen twice in Australia. Race 7, number 7, Southern Rock. Again, just the horse with a bit of upside. He was beaten for speed when the sprint went on around the, the turn there at Caulfield at his first local run. But I thought his last 100 metres was quite good. He led over 1,800 at Flemington last start. He was sort of collared quite quickly in the straight, but he didn't drop off. Beaten just over two lengths. He'll be fitter again. He can press forward again. I like the fact that they're staying at 800. He probably will get further. I think staying at 1,800 now that he's had that run from a better draw, he's going to give them plenty to catch at a good each-way price. Daniel, you are going up against Southern Rock with your value bit in race seven, and that's number yeah, nine. Like from the Patrick Payne stable. like the look of her. She went to Adelaide last start, second up, um, second up to 2,000 metres, and... Um, Ran well in, in a listed race, got a long way back and, and found the line okay without really threatening. Um, second up of 2,000 metres, no doubt take plenty of benefit from that. Um, she won third up over this distance last time in. And on her day, she possesses a real, really good turn of foot for a, a horse that sort of likes these um, staying trips or these sort of longer distances. 
I think there's plenty of improvement still to come. She's only a 13 start. She's drawn wide. We'll hit, 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 go back. Um, and if they're running on, watch for her late. Be tempted. She's a good each way price in the seventh race. The best comes up earlier in the day. Uh, Prisado, um, who's sort of turned his form around, known as a non-winner. He's won his last two. And the bigger field, I thought, was um, no worse than this. It, it, probably better than what he comes up against on Saturday. Um, a thousand metres, Flemington straight, straight, all ticks. Um, and look, $2.50, no flash price, but should just be getting the job done in the first, I would have thought. Race one, number one, my best, Prisado. Yeah, Prisado. Well, yeah, when he stopped being a non-winner, he uh, cost me the quaddy. Uh, so I just, I can't in all conscience, um, I can't in all conscience come back in. I, and, but I agree with you that uh, there's not many in the race. I, I just went for from within to, uh, with the weight swing to turn the tables. But my value bet, uh, well, I've done it again, really. Race five, number 11, secret she has, uh, is $21. Uh, and it is no secret that uh, she has had no luck the last couple of starts. But um, I couldn't in all conscience put her on top. I actually, I picked a second. It's made on my value bet for the program. I put Ann Arbor for, uh, I thought Ann Arbor was ready to win. But Tony Noonan put her on top and she's $26. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that uh, possibly I should... Uh, Sit back and uh, have a look at the odds and let cooler heads prevail. Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I'm tipping in best bets, which is out before uh, – anyway, I need to get the tips in before the market to form. But there you have it. For what it's worth, and I did uh, give our winning post readers the uh, Melbourne Quaddy last week, uh, so I have got some credit in the bank. Race 5, number 11, is my value bet secret she has. In Adelaide on Saturday, they are racing on the Parks track. At Morfordville, Daniel Fields starting to fall away a bit there. And uh, only a small field and uh, some fairly short odds about your best, but uh, we'll give us a bank for later in the program. And I speak of race two, number yeah, four, great Be My Star. card at Morfordville. Um, I'll probably have a play in my value and maybe check Be My Star in a multi, as you said, not a, any, any fancy price. Good win this grade, two starts back. Um, just sort of made a good move. It was a nice ride by Todd Panel and grabbed Lacani Rose right on the line. He's since run well again uh, and then stepped up to a group three. The proud miss be my start. Set a little further forward than I anticipated, um, I guess, from the wide draw coming over. But she stuck on quite well there. There's only two lengths of Hummer Hummer. That was a pretty good field. I thought that proud miss stakes um, should come back to this level and just be really hard to beat. So put in all your multis, be my start in race number two. The value comes up in the last... Horse I've been um, been pretty loyal to, and he will boom. He's a back mark. He's also needs luck, uh, but he keeps running well. This preparation without much reward. He was completely luckless at Murray Bridge two starts back. Then went to Balaclava last start in a slightly easier race than this, and closed off nicely. I think he's ready to win one, and you know if the speeds on, and they're coming down the middle of the track later in the day. I think he will boom might uh, take some holding out, and is a. Uh, and each way price are at double figures, I think, when I last looked. So race nine, number 14, here will boom. It's probably on close to D-Day, though, with him. No thoughts on Mongol uh, Park, I'm assuming, John? There's a pretty decent race, race five, um, with a few sort of Victorian visitors, a bit of Victorian form in the race. I got a bit of time for the Tony McAvoy trained eluding. So that's race five, number three. Thought he was pretty good there at Flemington last start. He was off a bit of a, a bit of a gap between runs after winning his maiden. 
And I thought he handled himself really well after pressing forward and finding the lead. So at $5, I could have something on him to knock off a couple of the favourites uh, just above him in the market. There is a listed race at Belmont in Perth on Saturday. It is race five, the Raconteur Stakes for three-year-olds at listed level. Sees the return of Kingston Town Classic winner KC. We have a race in two, perhaps, up against Laver Rod, uh, who is, uh, has three wins and two seconds from his last five starts. And BJ Ryan is with Laver Rod to beat KC. BJ's best comes up a couple of races later, race seven, number four, Son of a God, and his value bet, race six, number two, Fred Dagg. Uh, that takes care of a big Saturday of racing around Australia. Uh, Sunday's highlight, undoubtedly, is the uh, Swan Hill meeting where uh, the carnival has been condensed down to a single day. And that means that we get not only the cup as we usually get on a on a on the Sunday, but we also get the Golden Topaz and the Elvstrom Classic as well. Daniel, uh, you've done the form, and uh, you're going for uh, in the cup. You are going for number one for Lindsay Smith, Aganar Star. Medley, um, I think. Just on cast alone, should be too good for these Akinasar and head on to bigger and better things. An awkward draw, barrier 11, and does have a top weight, but the second to Iconoclasm and the second to Buffalo River read well. For, as I said, not, not a, a grandstand addition of the Swan Hill Cup. Buena Voles, the eight, the Arsh Alexander Hall stirred up. Might run a race at a, at a bit of a, a bigger price anyway, but yeah, one in the in the feature. And the Golden Topaz, which I think is a much better race, I think super hard. Be really hard to beat. Um, Rushing second in the one goom. Steps up second second up here and ticks a lot of boxes, I thought. Declan Bates again for Lindsay Smith. So hopefully those two can have a good day at Swan Hill. But yeah, how can I start in the cup and super hard in the uh, Golden Topaz this up, the race before? Okay, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already or if you can't or you uh, like the online version. Go online. It's online now. Uh, you can go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link there, or you can go to issue.com, I-S-S-U-U.com, and search for Winning Post. Uh, all your favourite features, a uh, couple of extra form guides for you there. This week's is a massive 117 pages uh, and plenty of value there. Finally, our best $20 bit for the weekend. Uh, well, I went back to... Uh, uh, Wanted a bit of odds last week. Had no luck there. We'll go for a shorter one this time. Flemington race six, number eight. Mass you know, I'm not sort of Joel. really keen to label anything. So I think maybe just a chuck $5 each way on Overlord in the Atkins and five each way on Crack Me Up in the Stradbroke. They might give you a sight. Um, Daniel. Yeah, I'm going to go wider. Uh, I think be tempted to really... Big price, 23 to 1. I've sort of had her around 12, 11. I thought, I thought she'd open up anyway. So we'll go 10 each way. I'd be tempted at 23 and 6, race 7 at Flemington. Okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the preview.